Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. And then there were four. The Niners will take on the Lions at home. The Ravens will host the Chiefs. This is going to be quite a championship weekend, Eddie. Uh, Like, I don't even know. Like, it feels like um, so much time has passed since all this happened already. But yet we haven't talked yet. So we got to talk about this. And obviously, through the lens of fantasy, we have to start with the storyline of Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Because if you've listened to the Waiver Wired pod, you will know that we are slash were heavily invested in Josh Allen for our playoff teams. And I'm still okay with that. Eddie, because you know what? He did exactly what we expected him to do. Exactly what we expected him to do. We knew he might lose, but he gave us two weeks of like the absolute best weeks we could have. We, we got two weeks of that. If Lamar goes out this week, then we're fine. If Mahomes wins, we need we need Patrick Mahomes now. Now we got to root for Mahomes. We are rooting for Mahomes, which is uh, something we were doing all year. We were rooting for him to play better because he was hurting a lot of people's yeah. fantasy teams. Uh, we did have Josh Allen. I was rooting for Josh Allen. So sorry, Chiefs fans. I'm nothing against the Chiefs. Maybe a little bit of Chiefs fatigue, but I'm also a person who's pretty good at giving credit where credit's due and how amazing Patrick Mahomes' run is every single year he's been in the AFC title game. So obviously I can't get upset with that. But I would have liked to seen uh, Josh Allen advance and see those those fans, those dedicated Bills Mafia fans get um, to, you know, the Super Bowl because they've had so much, uh, you know, miserable, excruciating losses throughout their career. I mean, obviously, four straight Super Bowl losses is crazy. Scott Norwood wide right. It happens again. Um, I know uh, listening to uh, Lemon Pepper probably before Martin made a really interesting point that instead of kicking that field goal just to tie it to give the Bills the chance to win that game, which would have kept Josh Allen for us alive. He said on that fourth and nine, he would have went for it because why do you want to give Patrick Mahomes the ball back with a, uh, right. a minute 40 with only need to, to hit uh, a three uh, a field goal there to win it? And obviously, Harrison Butker is the superior kicker. Uh, he had a tough one against the wind in that matchup. So, yeah, that 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 was an excruciating, terrible loss for the Bills. It, I feel bad for Josh Allen because he was really, you know, football is the ultimate team game. 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. And I just felt like they were put like Josh Allen put that entire team on his back. The Stefan Diggs drop where the ball is just flying out of Josh Allen's hand. He's running everywhere across the field, cross body throws, rolling out the opposite way, making throws across the field. Um, obviously, Gabe Davis missed the game. I know Dawson Knox got banged up in that game and little on their defense, which is missing a bunch of guys. Josh Allen did everything he possibly could to win that game. And really what it comes down to is the Chiefs are just a better team. And some people keep talking about, you know, why don't you target your best player? Why don't you target your best player? And and, and I've maybe even noted that it seemed to coincide with Joe Brady starting to call the offense, the demise of Stefan Diggs. And of course, this is important to us because, again, this is a fantasy football podcast. Mm -hmm. And you guys took Stefan Diggs in the first round. Of course you did. He was one of the most targeted, one of the most successful receivers and even started out the season this way. But I think we have concerns about Stefan going forward. Oh. We've seen him have kind of like head issues before, like even like before the trade, right? And it was he and Thielen and he didn't get enough. He was the squeaky wheel and then he'd get some attention and then they traded him to the Bills and then suddenly he was a star and he and Josh were like, you know, in a bromance and everything was going on. And now it seems like that has started to flicker. And I feel like you know, I took the prop. I'll, I'll tell you this. I decided at the last minute I'm in Florida right now so I can bet on sports books. And I've been having so much fun, like actually like betting real money. And I was in there and I was like, wait a second. Stefan Diggs under five and a half catches pays plus 120. Oh, I'm taking that. Have you guys seen Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen right now? They cannot connect to save their lives. So I'm watching this game and he looks predictably bad. And I felt like telling people all you had to do was start looking at Stefan Diggs's game day outfits. Mm-hmm. At the moment that he started wearing crocheted, puffy sleeve outfits to the football field, he's not a warrior anymore. I'm sorry. He's like, you gotta wear like battle uniform. Like, you know, the more ridiculous OBJ dressed, the worse he started to play. Yeah. Same with Cam Newton, right? So when you, I'm, I'm like, 
this is just my girl fashion thing. We the goofier the guy looks, and, and Stefan looked pretty goofy in this last one. Start taking the unders. Take the unders. Absolutely. I mean, what's crazy too is the last 10 games, like where I felt like Shakir basically became this like go-to mm-hmm. guy in a sense. But the targets, Diggs had 80 targets, Shakir had 37 targets, yet Shakir outgained him 462 yards to digs is 422 yards um i know dawson Knox, like i mentioned was was banged up uh throughout the, the season i really do think the offense could be better when you have both him and kincaid in kind of like what the patriots did years back with uh gronk and that other guy that got in trouble but um I, you know and james cook you know didn't have the the games in the playoffs that we kind of expecting him to have because he did have some really nice regular season games especially that monster performance he had late in the season but again it comes back to it just like it really is who Josh Allen by himself digs Ward is welcome in Minnesota. They moved him to Buffalo and now he's wearing his welcome again. But the problem is look, with that contract, with the money he's being paid, it feels like they have to kind of break this up, but I don't know how they could feasibly do that. So they're going to be in a really, a really weird spot, um, which again, like, you know, we talk a lot all year about, the quarterback position it was iffy this year do you waste or rather use a high pick on a quarterback that like josh allen who's going to get you a ton of points and i want to say yes because of how great he looked and he's right in his prime but if they're going to lose some of these guys like if they move on from digs um and they've never really had a consistently good running game i am kind of double thinking like do i really want to use that first rounder for for josh allen next year despite how awesome he looked because of the other factors around him and obviously the change mid-season of the the oc uh you know coordinator so it's it's one of those things where i don't want to blame josh but it's just everything around him is kind of a question mark i'm still going for josh as the number one overall next year so nothing else if you're if they move on from digs like nothing else is gonna uh, don't bring in another you know high-end running back to help out cook you're gonna be okay with He's never had a high-end running back. Cook's been the best one he's ever had, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, Devin Singletary was good, like, for a while during the playoffs one season. And then, like, they they haven't – Zach Moss wasn't good when he was with Buffalo. He got good when he got to Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't Mm -hmm. good in Buffalo. So, no. um, This dude had 42 total touchdowns this year between the two because he had 15 rushing touchdowns. And then he's like – He's had like three rushing touchdowns just in his two playoff games. Yeah. So like the floor is insane. Then we know he had like the biggest arm, like he and Herbert both, they just have these big, strong arms. So I think, you know, we saw that Shakir could be that guy. There could be guys that there, there's just too much he can do. And there's no way, it doesn't matter whether it's Diggs or not. Maybe it's T Higgins or maybe mm-hmm. it, they'll get somebody. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get nobody they'll have somebody so i don't know there's just something about the floor that he offers and it seems like an even more solid and it's an even more solid floor to me than what jalen hurts has and jalen hurts has uh better running backs and better receivers i'm i agree with you on that i guess part of my and again this is not against josh i am fully in the camp of if he's there i'm gonna take him in drafts uh but Mm -hmm. there's just something about the bills just being like you know Let's just, let's, let's just run it back. Same, same team, pretty much. Let's just run it back. Same coach, same team. Uh, oh. And and then I feel like eventually that rug underneath them will get pulled out. And a lot of people thought it was going to be this year. Obviously they got hot at the end of the year, but they were very close to not making the playoffs. Um, so that I'm just afraid true. of that. That is true as a team. I agree with you as a team. Mm-hmm. I just think that as a fantasy player, he's still going to put up solid numbers because he is even less dependent than Patrick Mahomes on his receivers because Patrick Mahomes receivers were so pathetic. Yes, They were a lot of what was affecting him. Whereas Josh Allen, even if his receivers suck, he's still going to find a way to get it done. He'll put that team on his back. Yeah. And I don't think that that will change about his character. Like, I don't think he'll ever give up or get frustrated. He just doesn't seem like that kind of a dude. Like he just is young and youthful still so so speaking of Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes suddenly looked like Patrick Mahomes right that was the best I've seen the Chiefs all year uh, he was connecting with his receivers he he just lights up in prime time and this is why it's just impossible to bet against him it's just really hard to bet against him Chiefs are 350 to win the Super Bowl and it, like that feels like spectacular value just because they've done it so much even though it's really hard to run it back it, it's just it, it's just incredible to me and on that note if you did believe that the nfl was scripted the jason kelsey shirtless 
Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes, Kristen Jusic now becoming this huge fashionista. The most uh, viewers ever on CBS uh, for a, a game. Over 50 million people 50 watched 50 million. This. Nuts. They have to, I mean, like, I'm worried for the Ravens. And I'm not worried for the Ravens because I don't think the Ravens can do it. I'm worried for the Ravens because I'm not sure that anybody really wants them to. I'm not sure anybody's rooting for them. And I don't like that. Oh. Especially after how great they looked. I mean, let's go to that game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar, God, he was just unbelievable. I thought he was going to lose it. I didn't like the way he looked going into the locker room, but he channeled it for good and they shut down those Texans. I mean, for fantasy, I'm very excited about the promise for the mm-hmm. Texans. They're, the future is bright. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't stand up to the Ravens and the Ravens looked tough the defense looked tough yeah uh you mentioned lamar going into the locker room and he had that that angry look on his face and apparently he gave a a huge like you know a huge tirade against the team cursed everyone out they came back uh you know shut out houston in the second half they did not score a single point and then obviously the game was tight it was no longer tight the rest of the way lamar jackson has done more for his mvp campaign in the playoffs i feel yes, like than he has I agree. In, the, in the regular season um 100%. which is which is something else um you know he did for me like has my vote um you know i think that a lot there is some fatigue going on with the Chiefs before, like I mentioned with the Taylor Swift. So I think people probably do want to see the Ravens uh win that game. It's gonna be a, a great defensive matchup. I, but, but I mean, I think some people do, but like think about it. How much better is it for football for the brand if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl? You it, need Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. You need shirtless Jason Kelsey in Las Vegas betting at the Super Bowl. We need the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. I hate it. It's it's Hard to it's really hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, who has been in this game every single year of his career. I mean, we are right now in the midst of greatness, and I think we have to all realize that like we're seeing like you know the Tom Brady 2.0. I'm not trying to say he's gonna win the amount of Super Bowls, but the fact that he's consistently there is crazy. And Lamar is a guy that's not been there. In fact, he's not finished the last couple seasons, and people started to doubt him. Obviously, this year he rebounded quite spectacularly, but uh, I think it'll be a, a defensive game. Um, you know, we'll get into some player props and stuff later, but I, I think it's going to be a great matchup. But uh, right now, I got to be honest, like I'm, I'm probably leaning KC in this game with the points just because, you know, the offense, we, we, we poo-pooed them all year long because the the receivers were terrible. Luckily, Rasheed Rice has kind of turned it on. Travis Kelsey finally looked like Kelsey again. Um, and to me, the biggest thing has been Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, a guy they took in the last round, has been a substantial addition, a great running back with this team. And this this team that used to be like Mahomes throwing deep Tyreek Hill and Kelsey was uncoverable um, and all this great motion, all the, uh, the, the trickery from Andy Reid and his great mind is now a team that has a stat defense with a good ground game it's not the chiefs that we're used to from the last couple of years and uh, i think we were kind of getting on them for not helping patrick Mahomes, but they kind of helped them in a different way so yeah. um this team kind they of got him a defense. they got him a defense and the nfl is it's crazy how much the nfl truly changes week to week let alone looking at like month like spans and how this team looked so bad midseason to what they are now. And again, not take away from what the Ravens did, but uh, I think getting over that hump winning on the road in Buffalo, um, they took the bills best shot and they, they, they still won that game. So uh, I, right now I, I, uh, you know, unfortunately for those who hate seeing Taylor Swift and the like, I, I do think that KC may win this game. I think they may. Well, I mean, I think it's a total draw to me. I mean, like literally I think, and I, I don't think, I mean, if you're there, you're giving me points for the Chiefs. I don't see how you don't take that. I would love to believe that the Ravens are so good, good, but we have to remember that the Ravens were playing the Texans and we were all drunk high on the Texans. But we also knew, you know, it, they were lucky. They were playing with free money, which is why I thought they could stay within the spread. And then it looked like they could at halftime. But we didn't really think they would win. Right. You know, like we didn't. But, but with the Chiefs. Like the, these teams should be like, it should be a flip, a pick them. It should be yeah. a coin flip and we're getting points. So yeah. I know the stadium is loud and it's not Arrowhead, but it, Patrick Mahomes just proved that it didn't make a difference last week in Orchard Park. Yeah. So. I, I mean, he, he needed to prove everyone that he finally could go on the road and win a game. He's going to have to do it again this week. Uh, I, is it is it truly, is it the first? No, it's not the first. It's been a while since the, the Ravens have hosted a game, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, um, 
look, the Ravens earned the one seed. They had a great season, but I don't think this is clearly a match that they don't want. I mean, I think they would have much rather played the bills in this one, just because the bills have a lot of flaws and not that the chiefs don't, but the last thing you want is Patrick Mahomes as the opposing quarterback. And I I just think like you mentioned before, Jen, he looked like the Mahomes of old. He was kind of just, you know, freelancing plays, extending plays, and he was doing what it takes to win. And they never had a defense. They never had a ground game and they do. So there's going to be more ways to beat you now. And that's what makes them scary. And why I think the Ravens have a real test in their hands. So, um, um, you know, uh, it's it's unfortunate if you're a, a Baltimore fan here, but it, it's the the Chiefs are getting hot at the right time, and teams that get hot yeah. this late um, you usually want to ride that. Yeah, promising for the Texans, but congratulations to the Ravens. Um, and then and we have to, of course, mention Green Bay. Um, I actually thought for a hot second there. I think we all thought, oh my God, are the Niners going to actually lose this game? Mm-hmm. Are they going to lose it? They didn't obviously, but there's so much promise there too for Jordan Love. And I think that it's something that isn't discussed enough is how the Packers train their quarterbacks. Maybe everybody should be doing this. Taking, you know, a pick, making them basically be an apprentice and then putting them in because it happened with Favre to Rogers, Rogers to Love. Like maybe this is the new model instead of the Justin Fields, Zach Wilson model, where you just shove them in and say, "Save us, yeah. save us." We we Get used to see. <laughs> it, it wasn't that long ago when we like we would see the first overall pick like sit on the bench for a while like I mean yeah. you know the 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 John Kitna Bengals and they go and draft Carson Palmer and he sits on the bench for a, a really long time uh, I can't remember though like that, that Flacco Matt Ryan draft but uh, maybe they did start immediately but I, I just feel like more often than not teams are like not super uh impatient and now the nfl has become a league where it's like if you don't show any promise within a year or two i mean again like not to bring up like head coaches but a guy like nick sirianni literally got a team at the super bowl and he was in the hot seat did not get fired it just shows you that it's like what have you done for me lately so that's why they kind of need the rookies to come in and uh and, and make some hay which is also funny too because rookies are getting paid a lot more back in the day before they kind of cap that um so yeah i mean uh, i i love what the packers did which is funny because their offense was technically better this year um, than it was with Aaron Rodgers uh, a few seasons back. And it's not like they have any household names in terms of like their receivers, like Aaron Jones for sure is, but Jordan Love... Jordan loved spreading the ball around like he did and it, both tight ends contributed. And I, I just think like, you got to love, it's the youngest roster in the league. Um, you got to love what's you sell from, from Jordan love, especially in crunch time. And I think, you know, again, back to the quarterback issues we had all year in fantasy again, next year now with Stroud being a sure thing and Jordan love being a sure thing. That's two big time guys now added in that quarterback mix that we yeah. could trust. And uh, I'm all in on them and it's never good to lose a playoff game. But I, I think when you are neck and, neck uh you can make the argument they made that field goal this game could have turned out differently um versus a team that was you know many many considered the best team in the nfl for at least you know a portion of this season you got to feel good about it moral victories are tough but if you're a packers fan you got to feel real good about where you are right now packers and the texans just impressed like i'm just i'm just overwhelmed with how good they played and how smart they played and i'm, I'm really excited for the future uh, especially for fantasy football because there are assets there mm-hmm. and your dynasty team probably looked good. You probably took, you know, some of these guys, Tank Dell and whomever. Right? Wait till the Texans get back to Tank Dell. How exciting is that going to be? Yeah. Um, okay. Final game to discuss Lions versus Bucks. I, I was sure the Bucks were going to cover this because I broke it down all the different ways and all that. And, and they were, man, they were. They're just like some stupid mistakes. I can't believe two games ended on an interception. That sucks. It's great if you're the team. And I want to take this moment to apologize to Lions fans for my rant last week. I want to make sure you guys that listen to this podcast know I wasn't talking to you because you guys are awesome. Kelly, Kamish, all you guys, my friend Tiffany, I'm really happy for you guys. I still think the Lions are a bit of a dirty team. They've been kind of dirty. I don't like it. But I am happy for the fans. I'm happy for you guys, and I'm happy for that. And I, I'm happy for the way the decisions that were made. But Dan Campbell's starting to creep me out a little bit. He's starting to creep me out a little bit. I used to really be pro Dan Campbell, and I'm still there. So 
I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm rooting for the Lions over the Niners because the Niners are, are, you know, adversaries in the NFC East and like we don't need any more Niners as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So I guess it would be cool for the Lions to go. I just can't get excited like everybody else. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. I, I love Sam Laporta. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I, I definitely hear where you're coming from. Um, I think I think with that game. But Tyler you know, Higby hit. Come on. Yeah. No, I mean, you're We're right. Skyboarding. Yeah. Like, I just I want I mean, I get if, if everybody was allowed to play like that, I get it. If everybody was like they used to play, but, but but now everybody else has to play by the rules and they're trying to do these sneaky things and play. I don't know. They just feel a little bit dirty for a team that I want to love. I I kind of fall for like, you know, the Bills, the Lions, even the Browns with Joe Flacco, like those lovable kind of fan bases that have been through so much. Like when my yeah. team's not in it and it's like, oh, wait, Mahomes is back in it again. Like, ah, I don't need yeah. to know that. So yeah, it's one of those things. Um, then, you know, the, the Niners, weirdly enough, the, the Niners don't accomplish anything this season. They're another team, too. That's kind of, you know, and obviously their their history is quite impressive. But right, they're a team yeah. that's gotten pretty far and no Knocked dice lately. Door, mm-hmm. So they're going to start getting that moniker soon. And um, I think it's going to be I, I'm glad the matchup is Lions Niners. Like there's, I think with the offense of the Niners, ha- uh, with the Lions have, you know, they were making uh, to bring back up Lemon Pepper Parley. They were saying like Niners at the, without Debo, you can make the yep. case that the Lions offensive weapons right now is a little stronger than what the, the Niners have. But, you know, that was some game that, you know, Bake put up. Uh, obviously, the two interceptions, you know, potentially cost him. Todd Bowles not using his timeout and just saying the game was pretty much over. It's like you never know what could happen, Todd. That's why you have the timeouts. You should use them. You should use all six. I don't get why coaches. Todd has the personality it, of a paperclip. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Like he's I, I think he's a really, really good coach, but. Sometimes he does things and like he shows no emotion. He's like a computer. Mm-hmm. And like when he did that, you're just like, but somewhere inside him, he's given up. But you can't tell the difference. Like his face just looks like this. Yeah, he that that's a, a bad job by a coach. It's a coach who's not prepared, uh, not using the timeout and that. And then also flip side to to crush the, the your guy, Dan Campbell, not bleeding the clock like they should have. Like Jared Goff and company, mm-hmm. they have to bleed the clock more. That was a bad job by them at the end of the game. But again, they were bailed out by uh, a Baker interception. Right. But again, Baker still three right. touchdowns, almost 350 yards passing. Um, Won I mean, me my, some money in DFS. He, Baker, he, Baker he, and Mike Evans. Here's the other thing, plus money prop I got. I went in Saturday morning. Mike Evans over five and a half catches was plus one twenty. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Do you, have you guys seen the Detroit Lions secondary? Oh yeah. By the way, there's a reason why that game total is higher in the Niners Lions secondary. Is a dramatic difference between those two defenses, mm-hmm. and then the oh, Ravens and the Chiefs. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I oh. mean. That I I think the Niners could definitely take advantage of uh, of their deep the Lions oh, yeah. DBs there, but and, and Baker did and talk about quarterbacks like Stroud yeah. and and Love who getting in the mix. I mean, the Baker keep putting up putting up numbers like this, and it seems like he's going to have some deal kind of worked out with the Bucks because they'd be crazy to get rid of this guy that brought him this far. Um, you know, Mike Evans, I tweeted he's going to be, he's going to be one of the most underappreciated receivers that we've seen in some time. And, um, you know, Dave pointed out that he will be eventually inducted in the hall of fame as he should, because the guy, I mean, eight catches for 147 yards and a touchdown. He's unbelievable. Kate Otten, um, now is an, a, a serviceable tight end that we need. And when tight end drought lately in fantasy, and they always talk up Trey Palmer too, and his speed, I think there's a lot of good, positive things to come out of Tampa as well. And this is a team that I just feel like not only on this pod or every other pod in the Extra Points Network, like they never really came up. Like there was really no reason to talk Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they surprised me. They make it a, a relatively close game. It could have been closer, but um, you know, on the flip side, the only negative I have to say about the, about the Detroit Lions is Jameer Gibbs was averaging eight yards a carry and you don't use him more. Like, I just don't understand that. So hopefully, um, and I'll tease it maybe a prop later on, but that, that guy's explosive. You took him in the first round for a reason. I hope to see more of them um, in the game next week. And, uh, you know, again, good for Jared Goff. He's a game away from getting back to the Super Bowl um, after people kind of gave up or on he him. Will so ultimately lose again to whichever AFC team um, is there. I am. Um, I think that's definitely true. I think the the winner of Super Bowl could only be one of the AFC teams, the Niners. I, I don't see the Lions winning it's just it. So much better, and they're just so much more fun. I mean, that's just, I don't know. It just it's just stacked. 
Mm-hmm. It's stacked over there. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Let's update everybody on our fantasy yeah. um, statuses and then let's fix our NFC team because we've got to replace some people. Mm-hmm. And then let's quickly give out a few player props and then wham, bam, we're already done. What are you guys going to do without us in the off season? You guys out there? Probably Deep. you're not going to miss us. We, you got, they got to keep tweeting us uh, off-season <laughs> questions. That's what we're trying as hard as possible to kind of bring up yeah. the, the forward thing and stuff. This, the CJ Stroud, Jordan Love, Baker stuff. Like, target them next year. They're looking great. Like I said, Kate Otten, tight end. You know, you got to, you know, the, the stuff like this uh, you got to look out for. But um, anyway, to the postseason standings right now, uh, team waiver wired, as you all probably thought, we are in first place with 346 points covered in glory. Nipping at our heels uh, with mm-hmm. 317 points there. They do have Lamar Jackson left. We don't have that. We have uh, Isaiah Likely as tight end. So that is the big thing. We desperately need the Ravens to lose this game because if the Ravens lose this game, that means that no quarterbacks are left. And then obviously, um, you know, with the lead we have, with the players we have, we should be fine to advance. So that's the, that's the big thing. So our, to mention what we have left, Isaiah Pacheco, Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian McCaffrey, and Isaiah Likely. Uh, most teams, I think every Every team actually has Christian McCaffrey. So that all kind of cancels out. And then uh, a few teams have Amon Ross St. Brown. We are the only team that has Isaiah Pacheco, who's been great. So good job by us. But it seems, um, I think with. I think that could be a sneaky play. A lot of people have Kelsey. Yeah. And I think that Isaiah Pacheco could end up working out for us, even though the Ravens run defense is tough. There's just a lot of ways they can get smart about using Pacheco and he can catch the ball too. Yeah, and I don't want to uh, discount the other teams here. I guess Lemon Pepper Parlay uh, with 302 points is kind of in the mix, but I think they they really hurt themselves because they used Kansas City's uh, defense. And I'm shocked that having Mark Gunnels Kansas City Chiefs fan, super fan, um, allowed Martin to to go with the Kansas City defense here because I thought they would have had a, an actual player there, which would have changed things. So I think they are in striking distance, but really our our main competition um, are Toby and Brett from Team Covenant Glory. So me and Jen the rooting against. Yeah, exactly. Both the different footballs. We are mm-hmm. uh, rooting uh, against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Sorry, because we want to win this. And I think yeah. obviously if they do, I feel pretty good about what we have left. Sorry, Lamar. Or, or you know what, Lamar, I'll let you win it, but you just have to do it by letting Gus Edwards do do the whole thing. And, and your one touchdown has to be to Isaiah Likely, your passing mm-hmm. touchdown. And then in the Super Bowl, it needs to only be Likely and the same thing. So you yeah. can do it, Lamar, but you got to just keep it to a minimum. 
that's that's I'm yeah. glad you pointed that out too. And we've been saying this because like, oh yeah, their defense is good enough, and if they're they're always been a good special teams team, so they could win it like that, the ground game, yeah. and then not have Lamar, but Lamar, like I mentioned before, is playing like an MVP so far, which yeah, is, is that is what's scary is. about this. But there is there still is a path for him to kind of just be like just be the passenger because everything else is clicking for them. And we're not against Lamar. No. Playing like an MVP. We'll be okay if that happens because in our other league, our high stakes league, of which there are just, it's just under uh, 3,000 teams. It's like 2987 or something like that. Teams, mm-hmm. they're coming in at number 172. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's right. Yep. That's pretty good so far. Um, yeah. I feel like this is about where we were when we made the run and ended up shooting up the board a couple of years ago. Not that we can necessarily repeat that. But we're certainly going to try. And so what we need to do today is replace some players because, of course, we had Josh Allen on this team, which Mm -hmm. is part of why we have a lot of points. Um, And uh, Lamar's our other quarterback. So we have to choose a few new players today. So, um, Eddie, who's going to be our new quarterback? We already have Lamar. Well, if we believe the Chiefs, it feels like. Um. We either play that side and know we're going to lose one of them, or yeah. we just go for Goff or Purdy. Purdy's going to have the most upside as far as uh, this week. Yeah, this is a, a tough one because I think between Goff and Purdy in the next upcoming game, I think Goff will, I mean, well, Purdy does have the the advantage with the, the bad secondary here, but uh, Goff has been playing well, but I don't I but he's away and he doesn't play as well when he's not splits are splits are bad so um I mean if we go purdy and they win then that we're at least getting another game out of them whereas we know if we take Mahomes one of him or Lamar will lose so then we have to replace anyway so if we want to go the NFC route and it seems like we're if we were both leaning towards the Niners to win I'm okay with purdy if that just makes sense I think it's the way to go yeah Okay, that's what we'll do. All right, Purdy it is. I'm putting him in. You better not screw us over, Purdy. All right. Running back. We lost Aaron Jones. Oh, he was such a beast. Yeah, and then just to point out, we so right now our team remaining, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, and the Niners defense. We need to replace, well, we just replaced Why quarterback. Need to replace mm-hmm. run, running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end, another wide receiver, or a tight end, then a complete flex, and then our kicker. So that's what we yeah. have left. Two complete flexes. Oh, no, you're right. One flex and mm-hmm. kicker. You're right. You're right. Um, all right. So running back, who's it going to be? Now, here's a fun thing. They're not, there's no, no running back has actually a really great matchup this week. I was trying to look at, look at it because I was like, how am I going to play props? I always like to look at, do they catch? Do they, you know, how do they work? What's the matchup? All the running backs on paper have a tough matchup, so we should just pick the most talented running back we can. And we have not yet played Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery. Feels like a good spot, but if we think they're going to get eliminated, um, maybe we play a Raven because we think they're less likely to get eliminated, in which case we would have to choose between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. And Justice Hill how carried Gus Edwards last week. Yeah. And then Dalvin Cook was in there. Too many cooks in the kitchen. It literally, and it's a yeah, that's a mess. Because obviously, I think uh, the most the the most upside in one game is probably Jameer Gibbs. I think if it I goes, think so because of his um, ability to catch, and right. like he just they use him more creatively than David Montgomery. Right. Even though Montgomery's kind of like a good, you know, goal but, line. Guy. Yeah, and but the, the problem is that Monty outcarried him last week, which is insane. Even though, like I mentioned before, that Gibbs was still averaging like eight yards a pop, which um, I mean, hopefully they see that and they correct it. So Gibbs is the you know in terms of the ceiling, the guy. But I, I, again, if we're picking the Niners to win, they're going to be eliminated. It kind of forces our hand to to then take um, one of the Ravens running backs. Since we already but have a Chiefs, Chiefs running back, we're in picking so, the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, so I don't. Way we're out. So, or do we just go? Just hope for the one game, the this. one massive game, and just take Gibbs. I, I'm I'm okay with that. I think we just take the talent. Yeah. Um, and hope that they see what we see. All right, now we've got two spots for a wide receiver or a tight end. 
and we do have some juicy options left. Um, Rushy Rice is there. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Likely is there. Zay Flowers is there. Rashad Bateman is there. Um, Definitely like Rice. I'm hoping that likely, I mean, the the likely uh, Mark Andrews thing is going to come up if he's getting inching back closer to being healthy. It seemed like he was going to play last week. He was practicing. They did not, you know, put him in, um, whereas likely played. But if also I'm thinking that Baltimore just goes around and ride the hot hand. So maybe they just stick with likely. So I'm okay with likely. Uh, I'm also okay with the uh, definitely okay with Rasheed Rice because he is the guy for picking Casey to win. He is clearly Mahomes' favorite wide out. So I'm okay How with about that. Zay? I like Zay Flowers a lot too. Zay. Yeah. Because we need two, right? Because we mm-hmm. need a wide receiver. We, we basically three. Yeah. We basically gonna, need three. Yeah. Because I don't think we're going to take another running back. I don't think so. So let's go. The answer is so then the question is so let's say we do Zay and. Because we can't take another Niner, to be clear, because we've already maxed out. You can only have so many players per team. So we've already maxed out our Niners. Okay. So we can't have Ayuk or Samuel okay. this week. Next week, we, we can mm-hmm. um, if we need him. So we have to go with, um, you know, we can definitely have Rice. We can have Isaiah Likely. We can have Travis Kelsey. We have Chiefs available. Hmm. Would you rather have Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey? Well, if we take Zay Flowers and we take yeah, both, we could yeah. in theory we could take both if we if we want to go that route or if we wanted to plug in. Uh, well, we can't take any Niners. So then, is that are those the two best options left? Mm-hmm. If we're not, if we're avoiding running back for the flex, which would probably make the most sense. Mm-hmm. So I would be okay with that. So we'll take Rice. Rasheed Rice and Kelsey and Zay Flowers, and then just leaves us with a kicker. And then obviously if we lose, we're going to lose either both Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, or we're going to lose Zay Flowers, and then we could use that to replace next week. If it's, you know, say if the Niners advance, we could replace them with Kittle or, you know, Debo. Rasheed Rice, Zay Flowers. Sorry, I'm like a little slow here. Zay Flowers, and then we opted for Travis Kelsey over Isaiah Likely or Mark Andrews. Okay, Travis Kelsey it is. All right, now we have kicker. Kicker! Um, I think we go probably Justin Tucker here, I was right? just thinking, if we're allowed to take, yeah, if we haven't maxed out Ravens, Tucker I mean, is the we best. Haven't. Yeah, yeah. And he's the best kicker, maybe, mm-hmm. in the league. So, I like that, actually. I think that's the way to go. Here we okay. go. Boom. Woo. I hope that felt like money when I touched it. It felt like money, Eddie. Yeah. It felt like that, big money. Yeah. I think uh, weirdly that helps us make our decisions. If we're maxed out with the Niners, you know, that it opens up more possibilities. But I think for right now, we took the guys that make the most sense. There's just some guys out there. Like, yeah, obviously, you could take your long shots, but we wouldn't feel great with like, you know, a Jamison Williams or a, a, no. an, MV, an MVS or something like that. So this is, I mean, me, we could, um, you know, ditch Brock Purdy so that we could put in an Ayuk and then pick a different quarterback. I, you know what though, if they're going to, if we're picking them to win and we just said how bad that secondary is, it's yeah, one of those I mean, things that, where the matchup, it's literally like minus 200 for him to throw two touchdowns. Right. So I, I think I, I'm cool with that. And it would be nice if they do advance, get that little multiplier. So I'm yeah. all right with that. All right. That's it. We did it. We did it friends. That's mm-hmm. it. Cross your fingers for us. We, Hope you are having a lot of fun with your playoff lineups. I have to go set like 10 more for Oof. all these other leagues I am in. I have to keep like, it's funny because like I actually am forgetting until the last minute whether I did my lineups or not. It's so different in postseason and I'm looking more at player props and, you know, I actually love the postseason vibe. I feel like it's like a whole different season from the regular season and like then I get my fantasy baseball season too. So I feel like I have three seasons. So. It's it's fun. And I can I will say as somebody who, you know, I produced LPP, they brought it up. Uh, Mark and Martin brought up the the uh, our standings in this league. And then Toby, I'm, I'm the guest this week on Trendy. Toby brought it up. There's something about fantasy. It's one thing being in a fantasy league, but also tying it into the postseason of the actual NFL playoffs makes it more like feel like more high stakes. So people are yeah. definitely invested and it, it is a lot of fun, even though if it just it even if it's like- just bragging rights, it's great. Because you know what I think it is? I think it feels like you get to combine your betting prowess with your fantasy prowess 
because you're not just picking who's going to play well that week. You're also picking who has the chance to play longer. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, I think that's why it's more of a fun game. And then like, so you're kind of putting your betting picks with your fantasy picks and, and it makes it more like 3d. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh look, I'm just glad us as the fantasy podcast, we are still in first place. Cause it'd be very right. awkward us doing this. If we were in fifth out of five, we could still like lose this for sure though. Like they're, Oh yeah. It, it, it's we are not our 30 point lead is not comfortable now that we lost Josh Allen. If we still had Josh Allen, I'd be like, we're coasting. Yeah, yeah I'd be already be drinking my Corona, but <laughs> not, it's not that way. So we're going to be sweating it. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Do you have any player props you yeah. like for this week, Eddie? Because um, they're out already. They Just are out. It's great um, that Caesars did a great job putting them up early. Um, so for, I think the, I believe the Chiefs Ravens game is the first game to kick off. Um, so I'll just start with that one. Uh, as I said before, Chiefs are getting three and a half points. So for my lean right now, I'm going to side with the Chiefs with the points there to win that game. I'm just not going to pick against Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, you know, I was mentioning how crucial Pacheco has been for them. Uh, this Ravens defense is tough. I don't love a lot of the props on the Chiefs side just because you never know how stout this defense can be. We saw they did the Texans in the second half did not allow them to score. But a guy who's been so good for the Chiefs and who has scored in both their playoff games so far has been Isaiah Pacheco. The reason why I like it, you're getting plus 105 plus money is great for Pacheco. So for my first player prop of that game, uh, I'm taking Pacheco in the second game. Um, right now, anytime I am to touchdown. Yeah, any, anytime. anytime. Okay. Yeah, not not first touchdown. Anytime touchdown plus one oh five. Um and for the second game, um I I am gonna take the Niners laying the points. Like I think they could win by more than a touchdown. And um I like Jameer Gibbs over 47 and a half rushing yards, minus 125. Uh, he did that last week, only on a few carries. Again, averaging eight yards per carry. I hope that staff realizes how special of a player he is. And, uh, you know, we want to talk fantasy for next season. I just really wish that Monty and Gibbs were on separate teams because they're both starting quality, um, but they're kind of vulturing each other here. But I think they will try to use him effectively, especially in the first half. Um, you know, if the game script is not, they're not getting blown out, they could still run the ball. And I think Gibbs also has that ability to kind of break that with his speed. So I like him there. You just have like uh, a break off a big run at any time and do this I, in like one run. That's how good he is. Yeah. I think he, I think he's a guy in the round of the league that's capable of doing that. Yeah. Uh, he can get big, big chunk plays there. So uh, again, I'm, I'm lining with the, uh, the chiefs here with the points. I'm laying the seven with the Niners. I like Pacheco to score plus one Oh five. And I like Gibbs over the 47 and a half yard mark on the ground. That's minus uh, 125 there. Okay, I'm just looking up right now something because I like your Gibbs prop. And um, I was thinking about that, too. I haven't, like, put them all over my mind. I'm going to give you a list of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, Aaron Jones, 108 yards versus this supposedly stout 49ers defense. So, you know, divide that. What are they, both 49 and a half? Um, And Gibbs were, like, um, like, almost exactly the same when I looked this morning. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me with with ten carries for Monty last game and nine for Gibbs uh, in in the last game. It seems like everything they they do is very very um, you know similar in terms of their numbers. So right now on Caesars actually has uh, Montgomery at forty three and a half um, rushing yards. So that's his uh, his total there. And it seems for rushing attempts, although so it, <laughs> rushing attempts, it has David Montgomery at ten and a half, and it has Gibbs at nine and a half. So they think that Gibbs will get more yards on less carries and Monty will have less yards on more carries is kind of how Caesar sees it. Right. But they both, but the total of them together is coming in around like what? 90, 95. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. So around, yeah. Right around 90. Last week they gave 108 yards to Aaron Jones plus like 16, mm-hmm. about 20 more to other assorted running backs that are not named AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Martin. I don't, I hope I didn't like. I hit a sore spot there. I didn't mean to pour that salt in that wound. Sorry, Martin. Um, but you know, so so there's nobody else other than David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. So it seems that that's very doable for one or both of these guys to exceed their props. Like just as an overarching umbrella, not we shouldn't worry too too much about how tough the Niners' defense is. Is what I'm trying to say on the run okay so i was kind of i have not done super in-depth dives i will do that i will be doing that probably tonight and tomorrow but here are my initial reactions to what i like and the first one i looked at that i liked 
is George Kittle over 59 and a half receiving yards. Um, we, I played the George Kittle prop last week because he's averaging like 62 receiving yards per game. And, and here we are under that amount. We just saw the Lions allow Cade Otten mm-hmm. like 63 yards in a touchdown, Cade Otten. So it seems to me, especially if no Debo Samuel was, which was also why I played the over last week and it's looking 50 50 for Debo, feels like Kittle's going to be somebody that Brock can connect with. So I like the over prop here. Um, you know, it's not great money. I think I would take the o- the over on CMC, four and a half catches. I think he'll get targeted a lot versus this Lions team. You know, I wrote down a couple of things that are interesting. I'm going to dig into more, but it's plus money for Laporta to cash to catch more than five and a half passes. Hmm. And it's plus money for Brendan Ayuk to cost, catch more than five and a half passes. So these are things to me, like, you know, we know that Brock Wright is out now. Right. So Laporta might get maybe even one more target. I don't know. Ayuk could be working without Debo. So, you know, watch the injury reports. And I'm like I said, I'm going to break this down a little bit more. And then I'm going to do something, I think. I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to play Travis Kelsey under five and a half catches for plus 116. Wow. Because I think you're getting plus money because people are betting his overprop because he has name recognition and people are betting for the first time. And I think this is actually could be a value for the sharp betters. He's averaging like five catches per game in the past five games. And he's only gone over this like twice in his past seven games. And I know he looked really good last week, but do you really think that the Ravens are not going to try to cover Travis Kelsey? So he might break off something big here and there, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know this I, this was risky when I played it for Stefan Diggs last week, too, because it's like, how can you fade the number one receiver? But gosh, for plus money. I, I like that. I like also, um, again, with you pointing out that the with the injuries like folks like listen to Jen, think about it logically. If with the Niners game, if Debo Samuel is out. If you're the Detroit Lions, if you're losing him, what are you going to focus on? You want to stop Christian McCaffrey. So what does that mean? Well, then you have the two other main pass catchers are Kittle and Ayuk. And I think normally they'd probably lean towards stopping Kittle more. I think the Ayuk over on on catches with Debo out is uh, something, especially with that secondary. I think that's something that's easy to bet on. So um, not that I want the Niners to be without Debo, I think is a phenomenal player in this league. He really is a jack of all trades, but it just makes sense. Um, that Detroit's going to probably skew towards stopping CMC and then Kittle, you know, up the seam and stuff. So I, I think Ayuk is that one guy they'll just trust to, you know, try to stop man to man, whatever. And that means Purdy looking his way more. So I, I think that is a phenomenal prop if Debo's missing. What do you think about Laporta over five and a half with, uh, with the I, pressure I, that they should be applying? <laughs> I would think that Goff is going to. Laporta over. I, I there's no reason to never like to not stop doing Laporta overs. It's crazy how loaded that team is with weapons like with Amon Ra and you know drafting right. Jameson Williams and even a guy like Josh Reynolds who uh, a lot of teams would love to so have loaded. him. And Josh and Reynolds yet, is only at thirty six and a half, and uh, Jameson Williams uh, only at twenty eight and a half. It just goes to show you how great, how much trust that Campbell, who was a former tight end, has in um and Ben Johnson they have in Sam Laporta and how Goff already has this connection with him and how he's made an impact on this passing offense already. So uh, Laporte is a stud. He's going to be a stud for the next 10 years. Goff loves him. I mean, he's a major reason why they're in the spot they're in now. So again, I- I'm I'm never going to say no to Laporte over. There you go, guys. Those are our, uh, the player props that we were looking at early. And as far as game picks, I guess, um, I have not made up my mind yet about <laughs> um, the NFC game, but I am definitely taking the points for the Chiefs. I just, I feel the same way you do, Eddie. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you just not doing it? Like, how are you, how are you betting against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs when you're getting points? I'm not sure if they, if, if the Lions might get sneaky and Brock Purdy is still kind of an inexperienced quarterback. And, Mm -hmm. you know, without Debo Samuel, if they had Debo Samuel, I'd feel better about them covering. But with this question mark with, with Debo Samuel, I just, I wonder, I wonder. They looked not as good last week as they should have. So I haven't decided yet. And I know I'm supposed to put in my picks, so I better decide soon. But as of this podcast, I'm undecided. 
Yeah, it's fine when you're losing a, an impactful player like Debo who does so much. I, I don't blame you that it was kind of a stinker versus the, the Packers. Yeah, you could say it was raining out and Purdy's not great with the wet ball, though I don't really buy into that because he did play college and whatever. But on the flip side, if that was their bad game and they're going to look better going forward, you never know Like you know, with that. Um, you know, Purdy, again, young career, but two for two, at least being a part of an NFC uh, championship uh, team. But again, like Mahomes, this is something that he's used to in his career. Whereas you really can't say the same for anyone. I all these quarterbacks, like Mahomes expects his season to go into February. Like that's just the kind of quarterback he is. So uh, again, taking the points with, with KC, I think is, is the smart move um, just based on history. Yeah. That's, and that's what we have right now. I, I would be happy for Lamar and the Ravens, but um, yeah, I've got to take the chiefs. All right. Um, there you have it guys. Um, follow our picks. Our records are getting tighter and tighter. Um, but it looks like me, Jen, I don't have any chance to win. Right. Cause where am I? 135 overall. Yeah. You're, you're in third place there. with uh, 135. Uh, I believe Mark is still in first. Um, with 138, Toby is in second with 136. So in theory, you could well, surpass Toby. Mark, Mark has to go over over the next three. Mark has to go over, and then I can tie him if yeah. I if I'm perfect. Yeah. So it it seems very likely though that you will finish no worse than a, a top a top three. So it's another great season by you. And yeah, I'm tied with me and Hench. We're above 500, and almost everyone is above 500 in the staff. I think uh, seven out of nine of us, which is great. Um, so um, we you know done a good job. I'm sad that only uh, two more picks graphics left. We have the title games, yeah. and then the big one. Uh, only three more games. Wow. Yeah, so you guys uh, check out our feed uh, anywhere you download podcasts, the Extra Points Podcast um, Network has a lot of other pods as well. Lemon Pepper Parlay. You hear us mention them on here too. We talk about the guys, you know. Mm -hmm. We talk about Sheck, we talk about Minus 3, we talk about Lemon Pepper Parlay, we talk about Covered in Glory, um, Extra Points, of course, itself. So be sure you check out all of those. And of course, we have a Best Of episode. If you don't have time to listen to every single one, you should at least listen to the Best Of episode on Friday. It's really fun. I listen to it and you just get the best little nuggets. And there's always Dave on there saying something that you just can't believe anybody even thinks of. Like, I don't know how his brain works, but it's hilarious. So check that out. We are also on YouTube. And if you happen to tune into YouTube, you will see that I am clearly not in California based on the state of my hair. And uh, I hope you guys don't tease me too much when you see this is what Jen's hair actually looks like um, when she's not in a dry environment and didn't pack her hair dryer. Oops. There you go. You guys enjoy the football this weekend and we'll be back next week. Thank you.